So if you want to hear more of our podcast, please click on jamesandsana.com and you can hear our previous episodes. And please subscribe because James has some good word of wisdoms every morning to share with you guys through that email that comes into your inbox. You get it? Get it. Now you have to say got it. You get it? Got it. Good. What's good? Uh, Gabriel and I do that together. Yeah, I know. I'll say you get it. He'll say got it. Good. <laughs> Such drama that he adds to it. Seven-year-old experiencing life to experience life with a seven-year-old because he's experiencing things for the first time and these are things that i've been living with for 40 years and 45 uh, years 45 years and 56 uh, years shoe what do you want to talk about today, sweetness? Well, I thought you've already made up your mind. We are going Wait, you, to... Wait, you, you, you thought? Did it hurt? Ouch. Are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Thank goodness. What a relief. I was worried about you when you said that you thought. Oh, wow. It's the first time I heard that statement. You're worried about me. <laughs> of course I worry about you all the time. Especially really? when you do dangerous things like thinking. Ouch. <laughs> wow. That can mm. get you in trouble, honey. Yeah. It's, it's better to just listen to the authorities and do what they tell you to do and do what they say is best. Authority? You mean you or of course. government? <laughs> yes, yes. All of the above, honey. Okay, so, uh, honey, <clears throat> you said something the other day about how disrespect is men's kryptonite and yes. you said you're going to elaborate more on that in a podcast so we are here here we mm -hmm. are the floor is yours actually the floor where i live i'm renting this place so it's not actually mine and even the guy i'm renting it from is it really his floor i mean did he make the floor did he create the wood or the synthetic materials that the flooring is made out of? Is anything really ours? No. That's why when we die, we go naked underground. Naked underneath our fancy clothes that people put us in. Right. Isn't it amazing? We are born naked and we go to heaven or hell naked. Right. Well, we go into the ground. Um... What's that saying? You can't take a U-Haul with all your stuff into the grave? Something like that. I think you'd be mindful of your existence on this earth, the short time that we have, and remind you of what's really important. What we are talking about remind me of something. So, you know who Cyrus the Great? Yes. Uh, I think multiple times in Old Testament, it's, there are books written about him. So when he died, he told he wrote a will, and he was like, when I die, make sure one of my hand is uh, out of the ground. And people ask him why, because he said, I want everybody to see that uh, even though how great I was, king of kings, but when I died, 
I went to Father or to God empty hand. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had his head screwed on straight. He he knew. It's uh, unique for uh, someone of that stature to have that level of humility. So anyway, uh, disrespect is a man's kryptonite. Uh, what I mean by that is that uh, people, I think men, even men themselves, are not aware of how being disrespected affects them. I think that many men, they have developed unhealthy thought patterns wherein they allow themselves to be disrespected on a regular basis, either by their wives, maybe by, by their employers, and they just have an attitude of, well, I just have to take it on the chin. I just have to deal with this uh, so that I can have peace in my house so that I can make a living, so that I can have peace with my boss. And what happens is that it, it, it men develop these thought patterns where they develop an unhealthy self-image. And so that's why I say that disrespect is like kryptonite to Superman. It is, it's weak. I mean, if you want to weaken a man... You disrespect him. Show disrespect, and it's immediate. They may not show it on the outside. They may keep that that bold, brave front. Um, but it, it's weak. It, it it makes a man weak, and it makes some. And if you do it enough, it makes them crazy. And you wonder why men uh, sometimes lash out at at their wives or. I think we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Why do men just, it seems like out of the clear blue sky, sky, they just up and leave their families. Why do they do this? They have a home that they have purchased. They maybe have a mortgage on. They have vehicles. They have all this stuff that they've accumulated with their wife or their partner, their children. So why would they leave? It's because they have been disrespected for years and they don't, Maybe they don't know how to express it. Maybe they don't really know how to identify that they feel disrespected, but they just, they reach a certain point in their life where they're like, I can't take this anymore. Something has to change. And so <clears throat> what it, what appears to be just out of the clear blue sky, they're just leaving their families. It's not. It, it, it's been uh, a pattern of feeling disrespected for many often often many years, sometimes decades. And what seems like a completely irrational move on their part, if you take a deep look into it as to the <coughs> motives, is the life that they've been living for uh, a period of time, it makes sense. Because they just, men need respect. Like that, what's that great book, The uh, Love and Respect by uh, Emerson Emmerich? Great, great marriage book. Uh, talks about the differences that men and women have. Like women need to have, they need to be, feel loved. They need to feel secure. And feeling secure is part of that love. They feel loved by their man. And if they don't have that, <clears throat> then they just wilt like a flower without water. Well, men are a little bit different. We're wired just a little bit differently. We need respect just the same way that women need love. And uh, if I recall the 
main premise of the book correctly, it's that uh, men often, well, they get plenty of love from their women, uh, but they often don't get respect. So what What is passed off as love, i.e. Uh, care, nurture, whatever the case may be, they get plenty of that from their wife, but they don't get respect. And when they don't get respect, well, they just, they, they shut down emotionally and it causes problems in the marriage. And we, we, I, I'm not doing this justice with this little monologue, but that's a, that's a little bit of what I meant by that, sweetheart, is men need respect just like the, the same way that women need love. And I would say that men can live without love. They can live a life without being loved by their wife, even by their children, but they can't live without respect. I mean, you keep saying men need respect, men need respect. But there are men also who use this uh, notion uh, in, uh, what you call, like abusive way. For example, there are, they do things that is disrespectful to their wives. And like you said, the wife is nurturing them, taking care of them. They are just absolutely something that that man wouldn't even imagine that uh, that woman exists. And then that woman comes and says, hey, uh, honey or sweetheart, you, what you're doing is wrong and confront him. And that man just completely shot that person, that woman and says, stop it. You're disrespecting me because you're saying I'm wrong. What, what's the explanation for that? There's a right way and a wrong way to do everything. Being, being disrespected is inevitable. It's, it's going to happen. Uh, because people are not perfect. And, and I, th- I think a healthy man with a healthy mindset and a healthy uh, uh, self-image, they just you just have to learn how to take it on the chin sometimes. Y- you have to accept that your, your wife is, is going to say things that, that they're just not respectful. Could, because what they're going through their own issues. They, they've got their own stresses and things happen. So it's, it, if, for a man to, uh, it, and I think with the scenario you just presented, if a man is confronted for doing something that is blatantly disrespectful to his, wi- to his wife or blatantly abusive even, and the wife says, hey, you can't, you can't talk to me that way. If a man says, hey, be respectful, woman. Well, that's not healthy. That's, that's abusive in its own right. There is a way to deal with things, and there's a way to, uh, to deal with your emotions and deal with your, um, the ways that you feel slighted in life. Um, I mean, I have clients where sometimes they, think, they say things that are disrespectful. What, what do I do? If I were to confront them about it, they'd probably fire me. So it's a give and take. You have to choose your battles. You have to ask yourself, am I willing to die on this hill? And uh, oftentimes you just say, well, I, I, that, was, that wasn't right what they said, but do I really want to make a big issue of this? Can I live with this? And if you have a healthy self-image, yeah, you can live with it. I think discussions or fights among husband and wife happen because um, they both didn't consult each other and um, they didn't consider the other party. That's why all the discussions and fights happen. That's first place. 
And if if the woman disrespect their man, uh, yet they are in a marriage, they're committed, they love their husband, uh, that means they they know something and they want to stop their husband from failing or falling down or facing a consequence that could be even more hurtful than whatever issue is going on right now. So if if men are going to feel disrespected each time their wife going to talk to them and make sense or put sense into their mind, then that's a one-sided love. That means their husband don't love them because if you love somebody, even if that person <coughs> throw a knife at you, you will still accept it. Love is a very strong emotion. It's it's not something that you can take it lightly. At least from the culture that I am, love it's something like equal to God. And like how we say, don't use Jesus' name in vain. Don't just say, oh, Jesus, look at that. What happened? We never do that. I mean, how many times you heard me saying that? <laughs> Because I'm careful where I'm going to use that name or call God's name. Uh, the same thing in the household. We are trained that, uh, you know, uh, everything has to be done with love. Uh, any decision, every action, anything you do must be in love. Love has no boundaries. Uh, a husband and wife who love each other, they do things for each other and they sometimes sit down and they go into cognitive dissonance. Why did I do this? My wife or my husband didn't need this or didn't uh, need me to do that or didn't need me to buy this for her or him. But uh, yeah, I know the reason why. It's because of love, because you are full of that person. You, you adore that person in your life. And every time you want to just appear uh, as a shock, as a surprise, like last time you were talking about, into the husband or wife's life. I, I hear what you're saying, and it's not like it's not like a man is entitled to just be demanding of respect at all times, under all circumstances. I mean, like we I think we said it just yesterday. A man has to earn respect. It's not it's not just you're not entitled to respect just because you exist. <clears throat> what I'm saying is that if if a man is acting a certain way or uh, it, it just acting in a way that seems irrational. You're like, why is this guy doing this? Maybe, maybe he feels disrespected. And the, it, it's, it's in that context that I say that disrespect is like kryptonite. It, it just, it, it makes a man weak. It doesn't justify a, a man doing something that is blatantly wrong. It doesn't justify a man <clears throat> abusing his, his wife, for example, physically or emotionally. But it might explain why he's doing that. It doesn't. It doesn't make it right what he's doing. But it, you might understand why he's doing it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if a man doesn't know how to process um, his his emotions or his thoughts when he does feel disrespected, inevitably, as we all do at at, at some point in life, if you if you, a man doesn't learn how to process his uh, just just those things well yeah you're going to you're going to react to certain things in unhealthy ways and you're going to get yourself in trouble if you if you like say the wrong thing to the wrong person so you have to be aware of your situation but uh, i think my point is just if you understand a man's innate desire 
not just a desire, but it just a need. It's as real as the need for food. Men need to feel respected. And if they don't, they're, they're going to, it's, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when are they going to burst. When are they going to act out in a way that just seems like, what in the world, who is this person? How would you deal with a husband who is demanding a lot and uh, he's living in a life uh, and he's been inconsiderate of the things and, uh, you know, his wife needs or wants? All he put is or care about is his own need and want and whatever suits him first. Uh, how can that man be respected by his wife? Uh, yeah, that guy's being a selfish, arrogant jerk, and he doesn't uh, he doesn't deserve respect. But at the same time, you you ask yourself, why is this person? Why is he doing this? This isn't the way that a normal person acts, and and there could be. Uh, I mean, you could go back years. I'm not a psychologist, and I'm not trying to pretend to be a counselor of any any sort. But there could be a time uh, years ago where he felt disrespected, and he acted a certain way, and it kind of it caused him to veer off that right path ever so slightly. And now, 10 years later, well, he's become a monster. And so, again, it's, it doesn't excuse what 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 he's doing in this particular case if he's doing something that's abusive it doesn't excuse it but it might explain why and it might get to the root of of uh why he's doing this and help uh identify a solution if that is indeed an issue yes i have an answer for everything <laughs> <laughs> silence do you believe in misogynistic? What? Do you believe in men who are misogynists? Misogynists? Yeah. Yes, I believe that they exist. They believe that they're inherently superior to women because they're men? Not, not really like that. I think there are men who, when they want to get into a relationship with a woman, they do everything possible they do. They say all the right thing. They do all the right thing. But once uh, they're married, they still say they love their wife. They say all the beautiful things, but really their actions don't show it. Whatever they say to their wife or their love to their wife is just exactly opposite. They just just say I love you, or they just call each other sweetie or something like that. But uh, it's the love actually gone. It sounds like a marriage that is not, it's not built on a strong foundation and it's doomed to fail eventually. Right. I mean, you do have to have a, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about like a man is allowed to be a jerk or allowed to be disingenuous and a flat out liar because he feels disrespected. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that, I'm just saying what I said is that men need to feel respected if you want them to be at their best. So no, it doesn't, I'm not sure what that has to do with what we just talked about. Is there enough truth in this episode? Sana was saying that we need to do a podcast that's all about truth. We find the truth behind a matter because people love the, 
to hear the truth about certain issues. I have to say that I disagree with that, honey. People don't want to hear the truth. They want to feel validated. And if the truth uh, is, a, is in conflict with their reality, they don't want to hear it. That's why we keep voting for politicians who say the right things. If they were to say the truth, we wouldn't vote for them. What I'm saying is that you, you, you say that people want to hear the truth, and I, I, I think that they don't want to hear the truth. People want to feel validated. They want to have their opinions and their own biases and prejudices validated. That's why they choose the movies and the documentaries they watch, the radio stations they listen to, the talk shows that they, the podcasts that they, that they listen to. We all want to feel validated. We don't really care about the truth at the end of the day. We want to hear people who agree with us. It's a good idea, but it's based on faulty logic, honey, ultimately. And that's the truth. Do you want to know some <laughs> signs? <laughs> what? No, go ahead. Why are you laughing? Because you're cute. I like you. What are you doing tonight? <laughs> Do you want to know 11 signs of, what did you say? The American pronunciation of? Misogynist. Misogynist. Misogyny. Yeah. That's the American slash correct way to pronounce it. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know some of the signs? Let's hear them. Okay. If... A man believes that he has a God-given right to control the thoughts and action of his wife, to demand total obedience and punish or threaten her. If the person uses Bible mm -hmm. and church doctrine, <laughs> read a lot of Bible to justify his action, he quickly skips over to servant leadership model of a husband and obsesses on the duties of his wife. He adds punishment to his role as a husband, even though the scripture do not give him such authority or control. Or he believes that her, his wife's opinion and feelings have no value and her needs are not important and should not be considered. He is charming, well-liked by people, always say the right thing, but when it comes with his wife, it's like walking on an eggshell with him. He always get angry, so she tries to prevent talking in order not to make him angry. Five, he yells and he threatens when things become heated up. He does not get his way, and when his wife does something, it's kind of every time displeases him. This person's wife feels confused, off balance often. Without warning him, he changes from being loving and kind to angry and cruel anytime when there is a discussion or issue comes up. No matter how much she changes or tries to please him, he's never satisfied. She feels inadequate and guilty and believes it must be her fault. She no longer trusts her own perceptions and wonders if she is going crazy. She's married to him. American pronunciation of whatever man is that. He is possessive and sometimes jealous, especially when she talks and associates with other men. Sometimes he acts jealous 
of the time she spends with the children. He may try to restrict her activities and make her a prisoner in her own home. Because of his possessiveness, she may disassociate from family and friends in order to keep him happy. She needs these relationships, but it is more important for her to keep the peace. When anything goes wrong, he always blames her. If she were more submissive, more sensitive to his needs, more like So and So's wife, a better mother, etc., then all their problems would be solved. He sees himself as good husband for putting up with her. He is blind to his own faults and does not take responsibility of his own actions. When he is displeased and does not get his way, he yells and insults her, breaks or throws objects, or sometimes they can become violent physically. And they always think they've been disrespected by their wives. Sounds like that family's got some issues. <laughs> wow. That's a misogynist. Oh, sorry. Me- misogynist. I, misogynist. Yeah, you're going to have to work on that pronunciation for your interview, honey. That, that'll be a deal breaker at the I already embassy. passed the interview. I am extreme supreme <laughs> executive secretary <laughs> to your highness. Yeah, we're still waiting on the interview, that visa interview to be scheduled. We expect it will be, we, we've, yeah, I don't want to get into that. We'll talk about that in another time, dealing with the visa center. But hopefully, hopefully we'll get word that the interview has been scheduled and um, Vietnam is mostly open back up. Ho Chi Minh City is open, right? Right. They are vaccinating 12 to 17 years old. Once all the 12, 17 years old are done in Eco Park, they're going to go back to school. So they have to get vaccinated before they go to school? Yeah. Children? 12 to 17, high school. Wow, that's barbarian. Because of this rule or policy by government, they are not putting us in lockdown at least. Oh, what benevolent saviors of humanity. Wow. Because we do what they want us to do, they don't put us in lockdown. Yeah. It's interesting to hear you say that, and it's just like totally normal for you. It's not normal, but I have learned in order to survive in this world, there are things that are not in our control, thanks to St. James Daniel Newcomb. St. James Daniel Newcomb? Yeah. (laughs) Who said once, honey, don't cry. I'm here for you. Stop thinking about things you cannot control and change. That sounds like really good advice. And this is problematic for you? And that's how I'm dealing with this situation as well, and it works well. So thank you, St. James. St. James Daniel Newcomb. Okay, got it. No, I I hear what you're saying. Sometimes you just have to worry about what is in your direct control. But it doesn't mean that you can't point out where things are a little bit messed up. I don't want to point out anything if I know it doesn't make any sense or change. Yeah, if it's not going to do any good, why stress out over it? Yeah. Why should I stress myself? I have family. I have a husband. I have a son, stepson. If my health deteriorates and if I uh, stress, then I'm not doing good to my family. I have a beautiful mom and sister and I cannot 
afford to get sick or become unhappy when they need me to be healthy and smiling all the time. All right. This is James and this is my wife, Sana. Together we are James and Sana, and we thank you for pressing play on today's episode of Bavojdan. You can find us on the web at jamesandsana.com. Thank you for listening. We'll be in your earballs very soon.